Welcome to Blessings in Christ. I'm Scott Roberts. Blessings in Christ is also the Church of Christ, preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Our lesson today is entitled, Follow Me. When Christ called his disciples, this was the word of command, Follow Me. In Matthew 16 and verse 24, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. If we have made a decision to be a Christian and to follow Christ, we must follow the straight and narrow pathway and not follow the world. We must be separate from the world. If our life doesn't change after obeying the first principles of the gospel and we continue to run with the world, talk and look like the world, how can we convert the world? In order to glorify Christ, we must be a mirror of his image. In 2 Corinthians 6 and 17, Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. If we are going to follow Christ, if we love Jesus, we will obey and be faithful. In Matthew 22 and 37, Jesus said, said to him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And how do we show that love and wanting to follow Christ is John 14, 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he shall be loved of my Father. I will love him and will manifest myself to him. We must obey the Lord's gospel, God's plan of salvation, if we are going to follow Christ. We must hear, hear the gospel, Romans 10, 17. We must believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, Mark 16, 16. We must repent of sins, Acts 17, 30. We must confess our faith in Christ, Romans 10, 10. We must be baptized, which is immersed in water, uh, Acts 2 and verse 38. And we must be faithful unto death, Revelation 2 and 10. Are we willing to follow Christ? In 1 Chronicles 29, 15, for we are strangers before thee and sojourners as all of our fathers, our days on the earth are as a shadow and there is none abiding. In Romans 6 and verse 4, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. In 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17 tells us if we are gonna follow Christ, we must be a new creature. We put the old man of sin to death and we rise up a new creature living for Christ and denying self. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. After obeying the gospel plan of salvation, the first principles put us into Christ. This is just the beginning of our Christian life. We need to be very sincere in this co commitment, this covenant. For it is a transition and has translated our life from darkness to light. We have been removed from a covenant with Satan and have been translated into a covenant relationship with God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. We have also been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
promised to all, all the baptized into Christ. In Acts 2 and verse 38, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What a wonderful thought that we were so soiled by sin, serving sin, a prisoner to sin, that God couldn't bear to look upon us. But now he cherishes us, nourishes us, gives us his unending love and mercy to all his dear children. We can now have fellowship with the other redeemed and Jesus Christ our Lord, the Son of God. Even though we all face persecution as Christ and the apostles did. In Mark 10 and verse 30, But ye shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, and children, and lands with persecutions, and in the world to come eternal life. We live a life hence, henceforth guided by God's divine providence, for his service and safety tucked under the shadow of God's glorious wings. In Psalm 17 and 8, Keep me as the apple of the eye, hide me under the shadow of thy wings. Who could imagine a better life? If we live faithfully until our Lord's second coming, then we have hope of eternal life in heaven and for, and for eternity. No other life is worth living. Let us live for Jesus Christ, being a sanctified child of God, serving our Lord and Master for eternity and bringing glory to his precious name. The cost of sin will bring us to eternal damnation of our souls, but in him we have eternal life. Are we willing to follow Jesus Christ? That is our lesson today. We hope that you enjoy the lesson. Follow me and uh, please like us on Facebook. Thank you. And do we follow him and deny ourselves? In Matthew 16 and verse 24, it, uh, we read, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Now we look at that verse and uh, we see that the only way that we can truly follow our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is to deny ourselves. And what does that mean? That means, of course, that we put God first. That we have to put uh, His uh, commandments before our own desires or the things of the flesh, meaning sin. We truly put Christ first. Uh, in, in Titus 2, 11 through 12, we see, uh, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So the only way that we can follow Christ is to deny the flesh, to deny sin, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and all of the sin and wickedness that is in the world. In Luke 18, 29 through 30, And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left, left house, parents, brethren, wife, children, for the kingdom of God's sake, who will not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come, life everlasting. So we must deny ourselves, meaning that we live for spiritual things. We live for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we live for Him. So deny ourselves doesn't mean that we're mean to ourselves or we don't like ourselves or our own life, 
but we put Christ first. And it does mean denying the flesh and denying sin. And we know that sin will not inherit the kingdom of God. We have no hope of heaven if we live in sin every day. We must repent of sin, obey the gospel, and live a good, strong Christian life, faithful until death. In Romans 3 and verse 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. The sin cycle that separates us from God in James 1 and 15. Then when lust hath, con hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. So the first thing that is required if we are going to follow Christ is we must deny our deny self. Another example of not following Christ entirely, we see uh, from, uh, well, next, if we love God, we will obey and we, we will be faithful. In Matthew 22 and verse 37, Jesus said unto him, If thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy mind. So we must love God and put him first. And John 14 and verse 21 he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me and shall be loved of my Father, I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So in order to obey, we, or in order to follow our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we must obey. Have we obeyed the first principles of the gospel? Have we obeyed the gospel? We must hear the gospel, Romans 10 and verse 17. We must believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, Mark 16, 16. We must repent of sins, and we know that true repentance is not only a change of mind, but it's a change of actions, Acts 17 and verse 30. We must confess Jesus Christ to be the Son of God and confess our faith in Him, Romans 10 and 10. We must be baptized immersed in the watery grave of baptism acts 2 and verse 38 and we must be faithful unto death revelation 2 and verse 10. continuing on here we've seen that we must deny self if we are going to follow jesus christ we must obey the gospel and you know a lot of people in the world today will say that oh they love the lord and they love the name of jesus christ but they're not even willing to obey the first principles you know, the first and the great commandment in Deuteronomy 6 and verse 5, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and with all thy might. And he has given us all things through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Psalm 116 and verse 1, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplication. But we see an example here of someone that claimed to follow the Lord but did not put him first. So a question we need to ask today, if we have obeyed the gospel, if we have committed ourselves to a Christian life, if we are willing to deny ourselves, meaning to deny sin and deny flesh, the things of the world, and are we putting him first? But we see an example of someone that claimed to be righteous, but was not willing to put our Lord first. Turn, if you would, to Matthew chapter 19, Matthew 19, starting in verse 16. 
And we see a young man here that thought that he was righteous, but the Lord looked into his heart and knew that he was not putting God first. Matthew 19 and verse 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So all of us look forward to a Christian life in hopes of heaven. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, and that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. So a lot of even Christians will obey the gospel and will live a Christian life and have a faithful heart that they have hope of heaven someday. Verse 18, Then said unto him, Which, Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt commit, not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So this young man was feeling pretty good that he felt he was righteous and he understood that he had obeyed. And this was actually the Old Testament uh, commandments that he uh, had obeyed, that he had obeyed the law and, and he recognized that uh, the Lord was uh, the Son of God, I'm sure, and was asking him advice. And he felt pretty confident that he had done everything he could. So he was sitting pretty well uh, in the face of the Lord. But the Lord looked into his heart and knew that there was something missing. The young man said unto him, All these things I have kept from my youth, what lack I yet? And what did Jesus say in verse 21? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, and that word perfect means complete, that, uh, that you know, to be more complete in the sight of God. He says, Go and sell all that thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me what was the response here in verse 22 but when the young man heard that saying he went away very sorrowful for he had great possessions and jesus said unto his disciple verily i say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven and verse 24 and again i say unto you it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of god you know, when one reads this parable, one might say, oh, it's wrong to have possessions and treasures, but it's not wrong. I look out in the audience and I see a lot of shiny cars and uh, we have possessions and I look out and uh, everybody has nice outfits on. Mom told me last night, she said, I want my new, my new, you know, uh, top and I want the black skirt. And she said, make sure it's very long. And it was so long, I got caught in her walker today. <laughs> but anyway, but that's probably my fault. I'm not a very good driver of her walker. It's not wrong to have our possessions. And we all have nice homes. And we all uh, go home. And I think Brian Kerr probably has a bigger TV than all of us put together. Of course, Shandra is probably really close, too. I know John likes big TVs. But anyway, it's not wrong to have these possessions. But it's just stuff. Does it matter if we have $50 in the bank or $50 million in the bank? It doesn't make any difference because God comes first. And it's just stuff. You see, you can't let the things of this world come before our love for Christ. You know, It doesn't matter how much we have or how little we have, that our true treasure is our love for God. 
and when we worship him because nothing comes close and regardless of what we have or what we don't have our true love that's why we're here today there's a hundred things that we could be doing otherwise uh, I'm a motorcycle guy and I loved I just loved my purple motorcycle I just loved it they I had a special parking place there at McGraw Hill because when Scott showed up on the purple bike that's his parking place and they and the security guards you didn't touch Scott's bike but you know what that wasn't my first love the Lord is my first love in first John 2 15 through 16 love not the world neither the things in the world if any man love the world the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the, the Father, but is of the world. So therefore, we must not only overcome the world, our true love is the Lord. If we are going to follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, He comes first. He comes even above self. And not only are we not part of the world, but we're not conformed to the world. As we look in Romans, uh, uh, Romans chapter uh, 12, Romans chapter 12, if you turn your Bibles there, we see, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Listen to this, verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Conformity means that the, the things of the world does not define a Christian, does not define our values, does not define... Our goals does not define our first love. Who is your first love? Are we loving God first and foremost? You know, worship, and we've looked at worship so many times. People in the world think that worship is about entertaining and, and keeping you entertained. And what's in it for me? What kind of what kind of entertainment do they have at this so-called church? You know? No, the church is about God and giving reverence to His name because He is our love. He is first and foremost. If we are going to follow Christ, it doesn't matter what we have or don't have, that He is what we value most. In Psalm 66 and verse 5, All the earth shall worship thee, and shall sing unto thee, and shall sing unto thy name. And this is one of my favorite worship verses. First Chronicles 16 and verse 29. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering, come before him, and worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Is anything in this world preventing us and coming between us and God? Because we are worshipers. We are Christians. We are sanctified. And you know what? If we are going to follow our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we don't walk the same pathway or the same road that the world does. And sometimes it is a narrow pathway. And it has potholes. It has difficulties. But it's worth it. And you know, no one can tell you that the Christian life is easy. It's not easy. You know, it's not easy at all. But it is worth it. Uh, we'll mention Dad here since Mom's here. And I'm almost smile. Dad was always famous for his shortcuts. If there was a way to get to somewhere, Dad had a better way. <laughs> and bless his heart, 
there was once where there was uh, some kind of a we had a dear dear uh, friends and they were out close to way out not all the way to uh, Dayton but it was in that area and maybe around Springfield I'm thinking and dad was on some back road and <laughs> mom called me on the cell phone your dad's lost again <laughs> and he had a different pathway but you know what that is the only way that we can follow our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ not the road uh, road that leads to destruction that many go in there out it is a straight and narrow way and few there be that find it if our life doesn't change after obeying the first principles of the gospel and we continue to run with the world if we talk and look and behave ourselves according to the world how are we going to convert the world in order to glorify our lord and to follow christ follow him we must be a mere image of his life in second corinthians 6 and verse 17 Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. If we're going to follow Christ, follow Him, we, can, we must walk a different pathway. In Romans 6, starting in verse 1, What shall we say? Shall we continue in sin, that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any, any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized unto his death. So we've seen that in order to follow Christ, and he said to follow me, we must deny self, deny uh, sin, to overcome sin. We cannot be conformed to the world. We must love God and put him first, and we cannot let anything prevent us from being the Christian that we were meant to be. Now let's see another example, and this is the one that I see probably more than any others. Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse 32. Jesus said, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I also confess before my Father which is in heaven. Let's stop there for a second. We know that we confess Jesus Christ and confess our faith in Christ when we obey the gospel. But I believe that confession lasts for the rest of our life. That no matter where we are, whether it's family members, whether it's people of our workplace, whether it's neighbors, they know that we are Christians and that we assemble on the first day of the week and to worship God in spirit and in truth. John 4 and verse 24. Uh, but our confession lasts throughout the rest of our life here on earth. In fact, in the book of Jude, it says that we must uh, earnestly contend for the faith. Uh, no matter what, we must be strong when we confess Christ and we uh, contend for Christ. Verse 33, But whosoever shall deny me before men, him also will I deny before my Father which is in heaven. You know, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is a power of God and the salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Uh, are there times in our life where we're not standing up for the truth, where we're not standing up uh, letting people know that we are a Christian, even if we are the last person standing up for what is right, then that's who we need to be. But Jesus tells us there would be uh, problems and sometimes our greatest adversaries, sometimes our greatest foes, sometimes our greatest trials 
will be those of the people that are closest to us. Matthew 10 and verse 34, Think not that I am coming to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. And of course, we have the precious sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and that is our only weapon. Of course, we have our faith and prayer, but our, it is an, actually an offense in our Christian life, uh, and it can also be our defense. Verse 35, For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, the daughter against her mother, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. And he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. I think all of us in our lifetime perhaps have known people, maybe even family members, where one person uh, uh, knew the truth and wanted to obey the gospel, but would not obey the gospel because of their spouse. And in fact, there is a, a family at Carter, I would never name names on this podcast, but the son was taken uh, to church, not only at Carter, by a very faithful family that lives at Carter right now, and got to sit under J.W. Holcomb and some of these, uh, uh, you know, Brother Farrell, and heard the gospel their entire life, but will not go to church and obey the gospel because their spouse won't like it. Their spouse will prevent them from that. And that's sad. Another case would be my own grandpa, uh, D.A. Crawford, that, and he told mom, and we talked to him about his soul many times, and he never obeyed the gospel. Sat under the, the feet of uh, uh, Cletus Davis, and Cletus uh, brought some really good gospel lessons. He was always, always shared all the truth. And he didn't. He said his parents were Lutheran, and he never wanted to do anything different than what his family did. He never obeyed. And my my papa was the most generous man. The things that he did to help people. He knew the Hatfields and McCoys, and I know the sisters are smiling here from West Virginia. And uh, he said that one of I don't know if it was Hatfield or McCoy, but he would go and bring them food. And he said this one. <laughs> One woman was so mean, if you made her mad, she'd throw, what was it, knives at you or something. She, boy, she had a temper, and he had a heart of gold, but he never obeyed the gospel because he didn't want to go outside his family. So we need to look at our life, and if we perhaps know someone that knows the truth, that knows to obey, but they won't obey because of a spouse. They don't want to rock the waves, but you know, uh, there are, uh, you know, every family is different. Every situation is different. My brother uh, obeyed at a very young age, and now does he just can't stand the Church of Christ, and he can't wait to argue. But he, uh, I try to share the gospel with him every time. So we must be strong. And what I'm saying is, in our Christian life, there will be problems in the family, and there will be uh, battles that we have to face. And sometimes the greatest battles are even in our own family. But don't give up. And we love our family. And all we can do is to share the gospel with them. And I know, bless his heart, J.W. Holcomb and all the work he did. And I had a lot of personal conversations with him. And sometimes his greatest trials were within the church. And brethren that were, were kind of working against him 
maybe a difference in beliefs or whatever. But uh, anyway, in order to follow Jesus, we must overcome family issues and don't prevent ourselves from being a faithful Christian because of a spouse or because of a son or because of what the family did. We must put Christ first. And it's not easy because in a perfect world, our entire family would obey, but that's not the way the world is. And mom, bless her heart, with her, uh, even with her family, uh, I'm the only one, you know, that believes like we do. And that's sad uh, that my brother and sister didn't follow the things that mom taught them. But anyway, we need to overcome that. And to follow Christ, we must walk a different road. We must deny self. And once again, we must be obedient. We're running out of time here. We must be obedient or else if we're not obedient, we are not following Jesus Christ. In Romans 6 and verse 16, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. Solomon told us in Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 13, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. So in order to follow Christ, uh, we must obey all the commandments. We must overcome family issues and not be discouraged. We must put, put God first, first and foremost, above all of our possessions. And what is the most valuable thing that we have is our soul. You know what the second most valuable thing that you have on earth? Is it your, you know, I like these $20 Casio watches. Uh, Shandra's got a beautiful Jeep uh, Grand Cherokee that needs a little bit of work, but she's got a nice vehicle. Is it your vehicle? Is it your home? You know, the average home in the United States now is $400,000. Can you believe that? Is it your home? It's time. It's time. Your soul is the most important thing. It's our time. Are we praying without ceasing? Are we dedicating our lives one to another? Look not every man on their own things but on the things of others do we prefer one another in our bible study a study to show thyself approved unto god are we helping one another encouraging one another but we not only obey but listen to this we must serve if we are going to be a faithful obedient christian we must also be a servant how many people in the world today would say i've obeyed the gospel there's nothing left for me to do what would you do if you owned a business and you had employees that decided they were in the company and they weren't going to do one bit of work they wouldn't be an employee very long are we going to